Welcome to Oy Vey Isn't the Strategy, Success Solution for Work and Life, with Deborah Grayson Regal, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Jcast Network, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast, Don't Steal Your Own Identity. This is your coach, Deborah Grayson Regal. This past weekend, I attended a very interesting event. It was the Jewish Book Council Network Audition Night. And in case you've never heard of this, here's what it is. It's an evening where all of the program planners from across North America who plan Jewish book fairs, Jewish book events, and Jewish book festivals come together. There's hundreds of them. And they come together, and over the course of three days, they hear between 200 and 200. 150 authors audition. Each author is given two minutes to basically pitch themselves, pitch their book, and pitch their program, sharing why they are an author that should be brought to as many communities as possible because they've got a book to share and a personality and a program behind it. And this was a very interesting night for me for a lot of reasons. Uh, First of all, it had been a while since I had auditioned for anything. Uh, I was delighted that I was there to represent my new book, Oy Vey Isn't a Strategy, 25 Solutions for Personal and Professional Success, which was published by Behrman House uh, this past May 2012. I got to meet a whole bunch of people that I'd never met before, but also in the audience were a number of people that I knew from my travels around the Jewish community as a speaker and trainer. But the thing that really stuck out for me in this event was as soon as I saw the pool of 60 to 65 other authors who were in the room, here's the thought that occurred to me. The first thought that occurred to me was, wow, I'm surrounded by authors. I bet I could go up and ask one of them how to become one myself. Now, take a minute and realize how strange that is. I was there because I am a book author, but it is such a new part of my identity, thinking about myself as an author, that it didn't even register for me that I was there because I was one of them. I wasn't there to learn from them. Now, of course, we always can learn from other people, and I learned plenty from them just from listening to their uh, two-minute pitches. But the, the thing that really struck me was how an knew a part of my own identity calling myself an author was that when surrounded by a bunch of authors, I actually reverted into an old identity, which was when I wasn't an author yet and had the exact same attitude that I would have had six months ago or a year ago, which was, ooh, here are a whole bunch of thing, of people who have learned to do or have done something that I really, really want to do. What can I learn in order to make it happen for me? And then I had this moment where I I said, wait a minute, I'm one of the very authors that I'm speaking about. And uh, I felt a little embarrassed that uh, I thought that to myself. I felt very grateful that I didn't articulate that feeling right there in the room. Uh, But it also really struck me that we are constantly changing our identities. We're always adding new things to them and getting rid of old pieces of our identities that don't really serve us anymore. But it's almost like we haven't updated our, our identity resume 
identities for ourselves. And when we are stuck in an old piece of an identity that hasn't been updated or that isn't serving us, it's kind of like we're our own identity thieves. We have stolen a piece of our identity from ourselves, and it takes a little bit of work to uh, go back and and, uh, reclaim a piece of our identity, or maybe not go back, but move forward and newly claim a piece of our identity that we deserve to have. Now, many of us have seen this in our personal lives in lots of ways. So uh, I would imagine that most of the people listening to today's podcast are grown-ups. And if you're an adult and you're lucky enough to have your parents around, as I am, you might notice that sometimes your parents treat you like the adult that you are. And sometimes they almost haven't updated your identity as an adult. Your adult identity hasn't registered for them. And they still might talk to you or treat you as if you were the um, tantruming toddler that you might have been 30 or 40 years ago or the the moody teen that you might have been at 16 but certainly haven't been for a while. And in those moments, we sometimes have to say, hey, mom, hey, dad, you know, I'm 35 or 45 or 55 now and I need you to think about me as an adult and stop looking at me in my a past piece of my identity because I've outgrown that piece of myself. So that's a really common one that I, I know of from my friends and family and personal life and certainly from my coaching clients as well. And of course, we might be the offenders ourselves. We might be seeing people as uh, stuck in a past piece of identity. And I know uh, this past November, I really had the opportunity to replace a, a piece of my daughter's identity uh, with her permission and to her delight. My daughter Sophie, uh, part of her identity had always been that she was a picky eater, uh, a pachech, uh, as I think my mother-in-law has sometimes called her. Now that's not to say she was an unhealthy eater. She actually has a, a very healthy appetite and is quite drawn to fruit and vegetables and yogurt, all the things that I wish I were naturally drawn to, but I digress. Um, and so it had always been a challenge to figure out wherever we were, you know, is she going to eat in this restaurant? Uh, are we going to have to bring something special for her? What is it going to take to keep this kid well fed? And this past November, I was in uh, China for a month working as a visiting professor of executive communications at the Beijing International MBA program. And one of the all-time highlights of my life was when my husband, Michael, and my kids, Jacob and Sophie, flew over and spent 10 days with me in China. And then we spent three days in Japan together on our way home. So what do you do when you are in China and Japan, and you keep kosher, which means that uh, you are um, somewhat limited, if not extremely limited, and one of your kids has the identity called picky eater, well, you could uh, make all kinds of accommodations and bring lots of meals from home, which we did, but those were our backup plan, because what we found was that taken out of her regular environment... Sophie was willing to try lots and lots of things. And in addition to not just trying lots and lots of things, she actually enjoyed plenty of new foods that she had never tried at home. Uh, Case in point, before we left for the trip, uh, my son Jacob had done a little Torah research and had found, unfortunately, the passage in our uh, good book that says that 
Um, locusts, crickets, and grasshoppers are considered kosher, uh, kosher birds, which meant that in China we were going to have the opportunity to indulge uh, the darker side of kashrut and eat some grasshoppers. So I went first. The reason that I went first in terms of eating these grasshoppers was because I have an identity among my family as a wimp. Uh, the water is always too cold. The wind is always blowing a little too hard. The sun is always in my eyes. Um, I basically have a reputation of uh, wimping out of uh, chilly or scary or ucky or difficult things. But I knew that this was going to be an opportunity for me to revise a piece of my identity. And so as soon as we saw that deep fried stick covered in grasshoppers, I said, I'm going to replace my identity today. And I got the credit for being the bravest and the first one to go in biting into those disgusting little creatures. And uh, my daughter Sophie did it too. My son Jacob and my husband Michael, who I believe even went back for a second bite. Uh, but that's because, according to his identity, he's nuts. But I digress. So over the course of this trip, by taking Sophie out of her regular environment, she was actually able to update or replace a piece of her identity. And as her mom, I actually find myself skidding backwards a little bit that when we're planning for a meal or we're planning to go out, I think to myself, oh, oh is this menu going to be okay because Sophie is a picky eater? And then I remind myself that she has graduated from that piece of her identity and can and will eat most things as long as we create the environment that supports trying new things. So I had some updating to do for my daughter as well as for myself as well. Every single one of us has a piece of our identity that uh, might have been a part of our past that it's time to get rid of and maybe a new identity that we could adopt for ourselves. About three months ago, I uh, joined an a organization called CrossFit. It's a, it's a gym, and my local CrossFit is called CrossFit The Rock. And the reason that I'm saying that is because they take their individual identity very seriously. They're not just CrossFit. They're CrossFit The Rock. And uh, one of the, the things that really struck me about this very, very intensive workout program is that every single person who comes in to work out, whether it is your trial workout, you're in the basic training or you are coming five days a week and you are able to uh, deadlift 250 pounds, no matter where you are in the process, your identity there is athlete. Every single person who comes to work out in that facility is given the identity of athlete. Now, when I think about myself and I think about my past, the most athletic part of me is my mouth. Uh, whether it's from eating or whether it's from chatting or whether it's from uh, kissing my family, my mouth is the part of me that gets the biggest workout and very few sports teams are willing to call me an athlete. But the uh, sports team that I joined, CrossFit The Rock, calls me an athlete, and I have to say that it is starting to permeate in my identity. How do I know that? Well, now that I have eliminated the identity of myself called WIMP, I recently went ziplining with my kids, Jacob and Sophie, when we were visiting some family in North Carolina. And at one point, while I was on the zipline, I braked too soon, which meant that I was hanging uh, on a 
quarter of a mile long course hanging and needed to pull myself backwards uh, to the tree where the rest of the zip liners were waiting for me. I had to do this hanging from a harness very high up using my upper body strength. The first thing that occurred to me was, well, somebody's going to have to get a uh, fire truck with a very long ladder to do this. And then I remembered that I have a new piece of my identity that it was time to try out. What piece? Athlete. I am an athlete, and I realized that I actually had built up the physical capability to use my arm muscles to pull myself back to the base where I would be um, reconvening with the rest of my zip lining friends and family. And it was so important that I had been thinking about myself as athlete that I didn't even know that it had permeated my consciousness and self sense of self until I actually had to put those athletic skills into practice hanging from a rope in the middle of North Carolina. So every single one of us has some identities that we naturally cleave to. So the first identities that come to mind for me is that I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a woman, I'm a Jew, I'm a coach, I'm a speaker, I'm a trainer, and you notice I haven't mentioned author yet because I'm still not there. Uh, there are, are many, many identities that feel like top of list, top of mind, top of mouth, tip of my tongue. And then there are other identities that I know that I have outgrown, like WIMP, uh, that will maybe take a little bit longer for me to dismiss, but that's part of my job to dismiss them for myself and for anybody else who sees me as a part of that identity. And then the things that are so exciting for me and hopefully so exciting for you are to think about the new identities that you have started to create for yourself but haven't really fully stepped into the limelight of that identity and to start to try it on for size. So while it is new for me to call myself author and to think about myself as author, it's becoming a little more real. One, because I have a book that I authored. And number two, because now I'm having people asking me for advice about how do you write and publish a book. I don't think they'd be asking me that if they didn't think of me as author. How about athlete? Well, it's something that I've spent 40 years not being an athlete, and it's going to take a little while for me to fully engage in it, but I do recognize that I am exhibiting some behaviors more frequently about uh, of what an athlete would do. So what I invite you to do is to think about some old identities that you are ready to eliminate, to get rid of, to start thinking about yourself as, and um, any old identity that you feel is holding you back and maybe even damaging your sense of self. Maybe these are some old identities that you no longer have for yourself, but some people that you live with, some people that you work with some people that you care about are holding them for you and you might need to respectfully ask for people to uh, change up and eliminate some old parts of, of their identification of you so that you can step into some new identities that feel more positive for you. Certainly embrace the identities that you carry lightly with you um, but that are a regular part of your life. So parent, 
professional, uh, spouse, partner, sibling, Jew, whatever that may be, and then start to really embrace and fully own the new parts of your identity that you have worked really hard to create and be proud of them. So my advice to you is don't commit identity theft. Don't steal your own identity. Own it, live it, and be proud of the new identities that all of us are creating every single day. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to speaking to you again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Oive Isn't a Strategy. We invite you to write a review on our iTunes page and comment on our show page at jcastnetwork.org slash oive. The opening and closing music for the Oive podcast is Responsibility by Naomi Less. Her album, The Real Me, is available on Amazon, iTunes, and CD Baby. 